Welcome to Recode Media with Peter Kafka. That is me coming to you nearly live on digital tape because this is a semi-emergency podcast. We only break out the semi-emergency podcast when a really big thing happens, usually in podcasting, and something really big is happening in podcasting. Welcome, producer Zach Mack. How are you? What's going on, Peter? I am I'm doing well. Crazy day. We break we break glass and bring Zach out in case of semi-emergencies. The semi-emergency is that Spotify has not bought Joe Rogan, but it kind of has bought Joe Rogan. Do we call him the biggest name in podcasting today, Zach? He's definitely he's the biggest individual in podcasting, for sure. He is the biggest star in podcasting. Without a doubt. The only show that rivals his is like New York Times The Daily. Yeah. They can't buy the daily. So they didn't buy Joe Rogan. They are acquiring him for a multi-year exclusive license. So they're paying him some amount of money. We don't know how much yet. We're assuming it's a lot, a lot, a lot. And the really big news here is not just that they've gone and hired slash licensed Joe Rogan, but in a switch from what they've done in the past, Spotify is going to make Joe Rogan exclusive to Spotify. They've done it a couple times with smaller podcasters, but they're taking the biggest star in podcasting paying him a ton of money and saying, if you want to hear him, Joe Rogan fans all over the world, come sometime later this fall, you're going to have to listen to him on Spotify. You don't have to pay to hear him, but you will have to use our app. So that's the news. This is huge. It's huge news. This is kind of like the big boy version of what Luminary was trying to do. Right. So so Luminary, which which is not working, is uh, an attempt to do a subscription service, and they were trying to get name talent like a Bill Simmons to make them stuff. And we don't need to pour more dirt on them. They're still alive, but we don't need to, to kick them anymore. What, what I thought about when I heard this news was, oh, this is Howard Stern and Sirius. Do you remember that? You're probably like in Yeah, he was the biggest name in radio. And then he got a lot of people to switch over and be serious radio subscribers. And like to this day, there's still a lot of people who subscribe to Sirius XM strictly for Howard Stern. Sirius was a a not huge, but but up and coming subscription platform. And they're trying to figure out how can we get subscribers? We'll take the most popular person in radio. They paid them 500, paid Howard Stern $500 million over five years to come there. And the thought was some of the, some of the Howard Stern audience that was listening to him for free will come over and, and it'll be worth a half billion dollars. And I guess you can still debate whether it worked. Another version of this is, is even earlier is Rupert Murdoch paying a ton of money to launch the Fox TV network back when there was Fox TV was the new fourth network by paying a huge overpay for NFL rights. So this looks like the same idea. Spotify saying we really want to, we want to own podcasting. Um, and we're going to see if paying someone a lot of money to make them exclusive to our, to our platform works. Notably, this is not what they did when they bought the ringer. It's not what they did when they bought Gimlet or Parcast, if those shows, if those people already had popular shows, you can still hear them on Apple or wherever else you want to hear. This is the first time they're, they're going to make Joe Rogan, they're going to make a big show exclusive. So right now, Joe Rogan is like a huge domino to fall in the Spotify direction and like move towards a possible like subscription model for podcasts, right? Right now, podcasts are free everywhere you get them, but Maybe there'll be subscription or behind a paywall one day. And right now, Joe Rogan, the biggest podcast, the biggest person in podcasting is exclusive on Spotify like in the next year. Eventually, do you think that Spotify will start to then make all of the properties they purchase exclusive? Well, I think the idea is they w- they're hoping that a Bill Simmons and the Ringer will create new hits for them. And those will be exclusive. You already see them sort of rolling out stuff there. And they're also doing some things um, with with shows that are kind of quasi-exclusive on Spotify, where you can hear the entire run at once. 
if you go to Spotify, but if you want to hear it on another platform, you got to wait once a week. I mean, keep in mind that, that Spotify already has a paid service, right? You can get it for free uh, or you can pay 10 bucks a month, variations on that, if you don't want to hear ads. So this kind of fits into what Spotify is already doing. If you want to hear Joe Rogan, you have to engage with them. If you want to hear him without ads, I'm assuming you can pay a fee for that. And I don't know, in terms of dominoes, I mean, I don't know how many more things they have to, to go after. They certainly have gone after men and sports. I don't know if there's anything close to a Joe Rogan or a Bill Simmons that skews female, uh, but maybe you can maybe you can educate me on that. I guess when I look at the podcast landscape and I'm and I'm just like, what other things do they need to kind of lock this up to win this war, right? If they somehow figured out a way to get New York Times, NPR, or This American Life like to be Spotify exclusive, which in a recession and <laughs> tanking economy might actually be possible, you put those things on Spotify exclusively, that's like a huge move, right? The, all, all of those, those networks and shows are just gigantic. And then in terms of like what's left to buy, things that are like really buyable that are still kind of floating around are probably like Mark Marin. Dax Shepard, Barstool, Wondery, Crooked Media. In terms of individual voices or, or, or smaller uh, conglomerates, of uh, Crooked Media is kind of a version of, of uh, Spotify. We'll see. I mean, you know, when we were, Spotify had said they were looking at stuff. They'd been looking at deals. Bill Simmons was one of a couple different deals they'd been looking at. I asked Daniel Eck about this when he announced the Bill Simmons deal uh, earlier this year. He said, well, we're still looking at stuff. Um, and Joe Rogan was was kind of the obvious one that they might go for, like go for the biggest name. The reason that I thought they might not is they might not want to deal with any controversy that Joe Rogan kicks up. And, and I feel bad using the word controversy. I wrote I used that word when I wrote about it today. It doesn't really do Joe Rogan justice. He's enormously popular. Um, if you are a certain kind of liberal, I think you you might recoil at him. He's very broy. What you hear is that he he is friendly with the intellectual dark web, and and Alex Jones is always the example that gets brought up. Uh, Alex Jones is the the risible, despicable conspiracist, uh, most famous uh, is for for being a Sandy Hook truther. Really gross. And Joe Rogan's had him on twice. And that alone for a lot of people says that's that's not someone I want to engage with. That's someone I don't want to do business with. And I think for some people, Spotify hiring Joe Rogan will be enough for them to not want to use Spotify. I don't know how many people that is. You know, it's, it is hard to pigeonhole uh, what Joe Rogan is, what his politics are, who his audience is. Um, the best thing I can tell this audience to do is go dig up a August 19th, 2019 story from The Atlantic called Why is Joe Rogan so popular? Question mark. It's really good. It's really smart. It's part anthropology, part sort of personal uh, personal narrative. It, it, it does a it gives you a pretty good handle on on who he is. I don't know if the Spotify folks fully get that. It doesn't really matter. And again, I don't I don't think. I think he is less controversial now than Howard Stern was in 2004 when Howard Stern was sort of the earlier Howard Stern who reveled in boobs and butt jokes. Rogan doesn't do that as much. I don't think this is a super risky deal, but I'm sure there's a lot of money involved. Uh, and there's, so there's going to be some risk. Do you have any idea how much money is involved? I have no idea. We had guessed that 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 Bill Simmons would be in the 100 to $150 to $200, $200 million range. And I think we were right. It was about... 250 million which is what gimlet sold for right which is right around the gimlet price and so the question is does joe is joe rogan more popular than those guys yes 
it's just one guy. There's not really other shows. I'm guessing that Joe Rogan said, I am worth at least as much as you paid for those guys. So I'm assuming it's going to be something in that range. We'll find out. I'm sure I'm sure Spotify will have to disclose it eventually. Um, you know, and strategically, you know, Spotify has now spent well over half a billion dollars on podcasting over the last couple years. We still don't know if it's working for them, what it's what it's panning out. Um, they're still very much in the music subscription business. That's their actual business. They have a clear lead on everyone else in podcasting. As you and I both know, podcasting is growing. It's really interesting. Advertisers are interested in it, but it's still a very small business. So we don't really know what all of this will amount to for Spotify if you're just looking at it as a business bet. When when you first saw this news, what was your what was your first reaction in, in terms of the jockeying for position? I mean, they're not in the lead. But this is a big move for them. I kind of think, I mean, it depends on what you mean by jockeying for position. I'm not sure they're fighting with anyone, truthfully. There's no one else spending anything like what they're spending to acquire talent. And we can talk about Apple in a second, but it's not like they're competing with Apple for this stuff. It's not like they're competing with Google for this stuff. Pretty interesting to talk to their M&A people uh, and their talent people. I I don't think there is competition for this necessarily. Joe Rogan ran his own company. He, I'm sure he was making a ton of money, so you've got to pay him enough that it makes it worth his while to not make his own money. You know, it's not like a streaming wars fight where Netflix is swearing off against Apple, which is squaring off against AT&T for a specific property. In, in overall usage, Apple still dominates. And what Apple, what Spotify wants to do is bring more and more of that listing time over. You know, personal anecdote, I'm using Spotify a lot more in the house to listen to podcasts because I just took me forever, but I realized I could really easily move a Spotify podcast to my Sonos speakers. None of these people are sponsors. And boom, it's like just like that, I've started my, my time on Spotify as a podcast platform has gone way up. So there's a lot of reasons to move from one platform to another. For, for some people, it will be Joe Rogan. Right. And yeah, for me as a podcast user, I find the Spotify app to be a little clunky, but I also just given how much money they're spending and how important podcasts are to them, I think it's clear that they're going to figure it out. The UX is going to get better. The personalization is going to get better. Like they're going to get there because it's a priority and it's it's just never been a priority for Apple. So that's why things kind of consistently stay the same or about the same. Yeah, and I think the the, uh, the most interesting thing to me about Spotify in podcasting compared to Apple is Apple right now, as you and I both know, is sort of a kingmaker for podcasts. If you can be featured on Apple's main you know, podcast menu, your numbers go way up. Apple podcast charts are the one you care about. But it is one store that has sells all the same stuff to all the same people. It is a very sort of pre-internet idea of a distrib- distributor. Spotify, meanwhile, is like in the Netflix world, right? They are trying to figure out what you want and trying to present stuff that you want based on your taste, based on what you're listening to based on what people like you are listening to. And they can certainly do that with podcasting and they will eventually figure out, oh, you might be a Joe Rogan listener and we'll present you Joe Rogan and people like that. Or you are not a Joe Rogan listener and we're not going to bring it to you and we're going to bring you a bunch of other stuff instead. And that is a really, really interesting set of levers for them to use and it could really change the way podcast distribution works. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the big problem that's kind of plagued podcasting forever has been discovery and Spotify, more than any other company, is is best set up to crack discovery because they can personalize and and have an algorithm that caters directly to you. Very similarly to Netflix, people have long speculated 
what could be the Netflix for podcasts. And like, that's why I mentioned Luminary earlier. That was their big claim is we're going to be the Netflix for podcasts. That is not working out right now, but it does seem like that's a real possibility for Spotify. I don't think Luminary got it wrong for a bunch of reasons, right? But what Netflix proved in a lot of ways wasn't that exclusivity mattered. It was, we're going to get you a bunch of stuff, a huge library, and then we're going to help you sort through it. At least initially, that's what that's what got them up and running. Now it's a different story. What what does this mean for Apple? I don't think it means anything for Apple. Apple can change their mind one day. They, they have been known to change their mind in the past. But right now, if you talk to Apple privately or even publicly, they say they pretty much don't want to be in the podcasting business. They're huge in podcasting, but it's not a business for Apple. It could be. They could go ahead and they could certainly pay for the Joe Rogans and Bill Simmons of the world. But it's an advertising business. They don't really want to be in the ad business. And, you know, they're spending billions and billions of dollars trying to crack TV. And I think that is their focus. And podcasting is nice, but not important to them. And they're happy to let other people make money on podcasting on Apple. And that seems to be pretty consistent over the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, th- this past year is kind of feels like the first year we've seen Apple do anything in the sense they they hired a couple of producers. They hired some more marketing people. They said that they were going to you know, partner with some, some media companies and make original content, but it's nowhere, it's just nowhere near what Spotify is doing or spending. It's, and it's just, it hasn't been splashy. Yeah. And by the way, Spotify spent a lot of time trying to figure out video and it never has. They're now, they're now trying to do it again. They're part of this announcement is this idea of you, you can watch Joe Rogan podcast as well. I think they're doing for Bill Simmons as well. Um, There are people who like to watch a podcast on YouTube. So fine. Spotify's plan was not to be big in podcasting. Spotify's initial plan was figure out something with TV and video because that's where the money is. So that didn't work. They found podcasting. They think it would work and Apple's sticking with video. So can you just remind us one last time, why is it important that Spotify get into podcasting now? Why is this so important to them? Spotify's pushing into podcasting. It's still not the most important thing for them. The most important thing for them is getting you and me to spend $10 a month for music. And that's their main service. That's the thing that people are using the most. But music costs a lot for them to license. They have to take about, for each dollar that we give them, they have to spend about 70 cents on the music labels. Podcasting is a way to get a much better margin business. And they also think, look, it's great for us if Peter listens to whatever he's listening to. It's a Beastie Boys compilation on Spotify. But if he also listens to Love It or Leave It um, on Spotify, that's a podcast, John Lovett. That's even better. So the more time we can get Peter engaged, the better it is, the less likely he is to unsubscribe. Um, Peter, that's me, pays for a subscription so he doesn't hear ads. But if he did hear ads, we could show, we could play more ads for him. We think that having more stuff that people like is better for us. And additionally, maybe is more profitable for us. Right. I've heard the, the I've heard them refer to their, their goal as to own the ear, right? So that's like all things that your ear would consume, music, podcasts, and the average podcast listener is going to listen to a podcast longer than they're going to listen to music. So that the time on app is longer as well. So there, there's, there's more value in that. Thank you, Zach Mack. I'm going to go back and talk to Zach Mack like in a minute because we're working on this other project. We'll say what it is, Peter. Oh, oh, it is the Netflix effect. It is our deep dive into all things Netflix. We have seven amazing episodes coming to you. June 23rd. Yeah, go subscribe to Land of the Giants. Thank you, podcast listening audience. We will talk to you in a couple days. We've got another cool podcast for you. See you soon.